On today's episode of Bill and Frank's Guilt-Free Pleasures, we talk about Krista Berg's Lady in Red, a very polarizing song, probably one of the ultimate wedding songs. And also a song that we are dedicating to my grandmother. And also a song that says I love you better than any other song. I love you. I have been so looking forward to featuring this song on our podcast, and it needed to be done at the right moment. And so last week, my grandmother passed away at the age of 95 years old. And during the week, my sister put a post up. She put up the Lady in Red saying my Oma's favorite song. I'm like, oh, this is the time to do Lady in Red, my Oma's all-time favorite song. And so we dedicate this episode to your grandmother, Bill, and we dedicate this episode to all of our listeners who love great love songs. I have such strong memories of this song. because I remember being at my Oma's house, and every time we got there, she would play it because someone made her a CD. I think it was my brother made a mix CD for her. (laughs) It had Lady in Red at the beginning, and it would always begin with Lady in Red. Yeah. So there's memories of just sitting in the pool, the water just flowing, and Lady in the Red is just playing, and it was just sort of entry point to a great day. And... I also know that every wedding we went to, she would ask for it. So the Lady Red would be requested. And so um, I now do that every wedding I go to. I was explaining this to Ashley yesterday, how I do this. I think it's actually, before you get married, you actually have to sign a waiver saying that you will play Lady in Red at the reception. And if you don't, I already have a move that's perfect. Yeah. I always go up to the DJ and say, Lady in Red by Krista Berg, please. For the grandmother of the groom. Oh. And then they always play it. (laughs) (laughs) So apologies to uh, those. Actually, I'm not apologizing. No, you shouldn't have to apologize for that. That's a great move to hear a great song. Yeah. A great wedding song. That's right. So this song comes from Krista Burke. And I didn't realize the song was released in 86. Yeah. Reached its summit in 87. Mm -hmm. Number one in the UK and Canada. I think it made it to number three in number the U.S. Number three in the States, yep. But when I heard it, I thought it was from the late 70s. Oh, okay. One is because my Oma played it all the time. <laughs> I didn't know she was so hip to the scene. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so apparently it was the thing. But then again, the song comes from another place somehow that it doesn't fit, even though it does and it doesn't. Does that make sense? Yeah, it kind of transcends time, I think. Yeah. In the same way his accent transcends whatever he 
calls himself because he's Irish. That's yeah. how he identifies. But when I hear him speak, I'm like, well, it sounds kind of English, British, something. I, I can't tell where he's from. Yeah. Well, I do know because Wikipedia told us he was born in Argentina. Mm-hmm. And I want to call him a military brat, but I, I don't think that's no, fair. No, I think, no, uh, not a military brat, but his father was a diplomat and okay. moved back to Ireland when he retired. Okay. I wasn't sure if his dad had fought in the war before that. I thought I read somewhere where his dad like was like... Like in the Falklands? No, like you know, in like World War II. Like he was oh, like okay. an, in like an elite service where they like, they dropped him into Burma and then he ended up like bombing these routes that somehow helped the allies. I didn't dive that deep into it. There wasn't a Wikipedia entry on Christenberg's father. I... Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I went deep because Ashley had choir practice today. Yeah. And I just sat there on my phone while everyone else was singing around me. And I think I went too deep. Yeah, diving deep into his family. Like his daughter was Miss Ireland and Miss World in what, 2004? Yeah, it's insane. Yeah. And then when you look at him, I put a wig on him. I don't see him as Miss World. But, no, you know. No, I think uh, she must take after her mother. So there's hope for the future, uh, Elijah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Let me take after Ashley. I yeah. Mean, I mean, you're not an unattractive man, Bill, yeah. but. Uh, I'm no Mr. World. No. All right, a little bit more history. So, more things I found out that I didn't need to know beyond the, the cruelty of uh, UK media. So, I found out things, of course, if you really want to find out skeletons in his closet you can look yeah but one of the odd ones is that he has healing hands but yeah because i read like as alternative medicine he will lay his hands on you like the uh, bon jovi song that's right now christenberg is coming to our city in a couple days to sing and we're still kind of trying to get tickets in our own ways yeah yeah (laughs) we don't want to pay for them it's a pricey ticket and it's nearly sold out yeah and so, if I can't go, I'm hoping just to hang out around downtown, hoping to see and him. To see if you can run into him. And to maybe shake his hand. And then maybe I won't have the chronic skin irritation on my left temple anymore. Well, wouldn't he have to shake your head then? I was just figuring it would if just go from my hands. If you can smack you upside the head, maybe that'll cure things. All right. I was so excited about this episode that I'm all over the place. And yeah. Got lost in the whole healing hands thing. <laughs> but Christopher begins his career around 74. Yeah. And his first major album, I'm pretty sure, is his second album, that Spanish Train and Other Tales. Yeah. Which has that song about God and the devil playing card games, the devil's cheating, yes, taking yes, yes, souls. Yes. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, we talked about that song on, was it the Juice Newton episode? Yeah, I think so. I think so. Yeah. Beyond that album, he also has a song called Don't Pay the Ferryman from around 1980-81. Okay. It's really good. And I'm pretty sure the ferryman's that guy who takes you on the river sticks. Yeah. Or it's the devil. But either way, don't pay him unless you get to the other side because he cheats at card games, as we already know from previous songs. That's right. So it's sort of, is there a common thread like woven throughout all of his albums? We're going to have to listen to all of them, all 22 albums that he has. What worries me is this song. It's called The Lady in Red. Now she has horns and he misses it. I think I know what's going on here. Yeah, she's the devil. Anyways, by 1986, he's now releasing his eighth album. Yeah, which is a little bit bonkers, right? Yeah. Eight albums in. Well, I guess you can never tell when your big hit is going to hit. Yeah. But you think if his first album is a 74, he's producing a ton of material. Yeah. And this album's called Into the Light. Mm -hmm. And if you listen to the full album, which is quite good, it has a lot of 80s feels. Even Lady Red's his own special thing. But if you listen closely, you can hear the gated reverb 
drums that Phil Collins is so famous for. Yeah, yeah. Same year as Invisible Touch. Oh, okay. So when you hear it, it is in its place, but The Lady in Red just exists in this other plane. Yeah, this is a song that has its own universe, I think. And I'm ready to dive in. Yes. Or take my spaceship into it. Let's start by talking about the song. Now, before we get into it, I went on YouTube to listen to a vocal coach break down the song for me. (laughs) Oh, seriously? She said, the tone is what makes this so special. Okay. Now, just as I'm stating this, there's a whole lot of other people who say kind of the exact opposite. And so I I don't know if we want to dive into this, but this is beloved by people like Myoma and despised. By critics. That's right. And they said that his tone is the worst thing, whereas this vocal coach said his tone is the best thing. Is Yeah, is what makes the song the song. It's definitely a polarizing song, that's for sure. Yeah. And that's what we're kind of about here, right? To just go back to our roots, we're all about music that's despised by perhaps the critical gatekeepers. Yeah, but loved by the general population. That's right. And Lady in Red will not be denied. What do you think about his pronunciation of dance? Well, I'm wondering where the W it comes in. So the thing that gets me, and it will go deep into the lyrics, but I just have written down here the pronunciation of dance. Yeah. He says dance, but then he rhymes it with chance, which he doesn't say yeah. chance. And romance. Yeah, and he doesn't call it romance. So yeah. I'm like, there is no one out there who pronounces dance this way, but he's Chris DeBerg. Yeah. He can do whatever he wants. I also have written here the following things. Boat horn bass, synth waves, easy drum programming. By easy, I mean feels just right. Yeah. The ooze underneath and the guitar just in the right spot. Yeah, there's there's a lot going on musically with this song, a lot that I really can't explain because, well, I can't explain any music, but everything that's happening works so well in concert with each other. Oh, yeah. And it is just a sort of, uh, as our friend Emil says, confluence of things. Okay, we don't know what that word means. No. Let's try that again. <laughs> the blend of all these sounds make them kind of disappear into each other, but add this full atmosphere, which this song is all about. The song is atmosphere. And it works because the framing of it, at least for me, is two people dancing. And he's dancing with the lady in red. And suddenly nothing else is around him. Exactly. It's kind of that dance floor where the spotlight's on the couple and everything's sort of black around them. Yeah. You know that there's no one out there, it's just the two of them dancing cheek to cheek. That's right. And I want to say, and again, I can't explain music because, well, I can't explain a lot of things, but I find that with everything that's going on, the easy drum, the boat horn bass, the synth waves and all that other sort of fun stuff, this song, if it's possible, is greater than the sum of its parts. Yes. Okay, I got it. It took me a while because I had to make the adding. I'm like, okay, so 
Board Horton Blaze plus synth waves plus 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 equals oh yeah greater I get yes. it so you're saying the whole thing is better than all of the things in there. yes like you add those things together and you have a great song but this song is even greater than a great song it's magic it's magic all right I think it's time we dive into these lyrics yeah can we talk a little bit yeah. about what mm-hmm. the the meaning of the song is before yeah. we, we jump into the lyrics yeah 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 Christoberg has given a number of interviews talking about the meaning of the song and he says it's about the first time that he consciously remembers seeing his wife and how important that is the very first time that you really really remember seeing the one that you love and then kind of realizing that it's an important like crucial moment in the relationship and that's kind of the point where everything takes off from in the relationship and then he said something like, most guys don't remember what their uh, wife was wearing when the first time they really noticed them. Like, Krista Berg, could you shut up? I don't remember either. Listen, <laughs> I went Debbie Gibson. I got lost in her eyes. Yeah. So sorry, I don't remember. But you're setting a high bar for us. Yeah. Like, Do you remember what Ashley was wearing the first time you met her? Glasses. I remember that. That's how you got lost in her eyes? Exactly. Okay. Right through those lenses. Yeah. The refraction took you all over the place. It did. He also had interviews later where he kind of changed the story a bit, where he kind of made it more general. No, no, I wasn't thinking of anyone in particular, he said in this interview. I was just thinking about the nature of people in our lives and how we don't notice them, which is nice. Yeah. But I'm also like, listen, you already had this other story, Chris. You got to stick with it. But it's also, it's kind of a big, a screw you to everyone. Because he's just like, well, I remember what my wife was wearing. She's wearing red. How about you guys? Huh? <laughs> yeah. Huh? Do you remember what your wife was wearing? The one, the woman that you loved? Do you remember the first time you met her? Exactly what was going on? Yeah. Also, if you read close enough in the interviews, he was in a fight with her <laughs> when well, yeah, he wrote when, it. When, so. they, when, she was, when they were yeah. writing this song. Yeah. yeah. And there's some sort of, I can't tell if it's just cattiness on certain editors or if it's actually true that his wife might not even like the song. Oh, okay. I can't tell. (laughs) It's hard to tell because... Maybe she just doesn't like the attention. That's right. When he was originally writing it and he couldn't figure it out, the initial title for the song was The Way You Look Tonight, but there's already a song called The Way You Look Tonight. Yeah, and that Irishman who wrote that song doesn't suffer anybody. I wouldn't even bother going seeing him in concert. He just walks off midway through if he's in a bad mood. Well, yeah, Van Van Morrison, he's uh, he's got an ego, that guy, doesn't he? Yeah, I don't know if Van wants to hang with us here at the Winchester, but Chris, you're welcome to be here. All right, so we covered the beginning of the song that sets the whole tone, all that instrumentation. Yep. We've heard the instruments that sets the atmosphere. And now verse one. I've never seen you looking so lovely as you did tonight. I've never seen you shine so bright. Mm-hmm. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. It's hard to do the mm-hmms. Well, when you're reading it, yeah, singing yeah. it, I think it's easy. Yeah. I've never seen so many men ask you if you wanted to dance. They're looking for a little romance, given half a chance. And I have never seen that dress you're wearing or the highlights in your hair that catch your eyes. I have been blind. Oh, Chris, you're killing us, man. I know, right? He even, re- he even remembers the highlights in her hair. Yeah. I was like, I didn't know women even got highlights back in the 80s. I thought that was a 90s thing. 
It was also a 2000s thing when I had highlights, and I was rocking them for way longer than I should have. They're they're all right. They're uh, caramel tips, frosted tips. I've never seen you looking so lovely as you did tonight. I've never seen you shine so bright. Seen so many men ask you if you wanted to dance Looking for a little romance Give it half a chance I have never seen that dress you're wearing All the highlights in your hair that catch your eye I have been blind I love the idea though, despite my attacks on Krista Berg making it tough for us and do you th- sorry, and uh, sorry, yeah. I don't want to interrupt, yeah. but do you think that's why people hate this song so much? Because it he makes life so difficult for everybody. Yeah, because he sets the bar so high. Yeah, and so you have someone seeing their lover yeah. again for the first time. It's like you've never really looked at someone. You're with her, and suddenly it's the holy cow! I'm with her, and this echoes. Is is that it? Because I, I thought it was. Like, he's kind of, this girl has been around, but this is the time that he notices. I don't, I have a feeling that they're not together, but he's like, no, 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 we're going to be together. Well, because he's looking back or he's looking back on it. This is after they're together, but he's singing about the first time that he remembers seeing her. Well, I guess it's a good question. I mean, the chorus has him dancing cheek to cheek. (laughs) So they're close. I think there's a time jump. Oh, okay. So, you, oh, you. This have is this. my guess. This you have this as like a Pulp Fiction '90s yeah. style movie. Yeah, it, it's not linear. Linear, no. Okay, and I'm, you know, I'm all about linear. Yeah. It had me thinking about Eric Clapton's "Wonderful Tonight," which we we haven't done. I don't know if we will. But then there's also Jeff Healy's "Angel Eyes," which also has like, what am I doing with this woman, or why is she with me? Rather, yeah. Right. That's the thing. Is like, how did I end up here? But I'll take it. And so, I mean, that's the idea of of seeing someone and just feeling totally in awe of who you're with. Mm-hmm. I mean, the neat thing in this verse is he's now seeing everyone around her, all the men anyways, yeah. who want to dance with her. Yeah. But he's dancing with her. See, in, in my mind, this is where the time jump comes in because he's singing about the first time and he's singing about, I've never seen so many guys wanting to dance with you. But kind of looking back with a cocksure attitude, saying just like, well, you ended up with me, so... So is he saying she's lucky? No, I oh. think he's still saying that he's lucky. Yeah. But he's doubling down on it, saying, all these dudes wanted to be with you, but you ended up with me. Yeah. He's cocky about it a little bit, but he's also kind of amazed by where he is with his best girl. Is his wife's name Diane? Diane, yes. Okay. So he would be singing at his parents' hotel, yeah, which is where he lived, and he grew up in a castle, and he still lives in one. Yeah. So he's one of those rare performers who's always lived in the castle. But it does sound like a prince is singing this song. Like, yeah. you, you can't have all these sort of ethereal sounds and not have grown up in a castle. Yeah, I think that sort of frames his music. Yeah. And so she'd be going to watch him, and he'd be seeing her as he's singing. Yeah. And I like to think that this is what he sees her dressed in red. Yeah, and, and I think that's that goes back to the the point where, you know, he's seen this girl before, but this is the moment when it was just like, whoa, whoa. Yeah, and that leads to the chorus. The lady in red is dancing with me. 
cheek to cheek. There's nobody here, it's just you and me. It's where I want to be, but I hardly know this beauty by my side. I'll never forget the way you look tonight. Oh, there you go. There's the way you look tonight. Yeah. Is that the name? Yeah. That's right. There you go. That's where it came from. <laughs> That's right. You can't call it that, though. No. Lady in red is dancing with me. Cheek to cheek. There's nobody here. It's just you and me. It's where I want to be. It is interesting you have, I hardly know this beauty by my side, which is that also notion of whoever you're with is so much more than whatever you imagine her to be or him to be. Yeah. You know, and then this is where all these things come together where there's a mystery there. At least that's how I'm taking it. Just rereading through the the course, I don't know if my time jump nonlinear explanation works right now because then the tenses would have changed. He would have said, but I hardly knew that beauty by my side. If he was singing about it at a later date, like reminiscing back on the first time that he that he met her. Right. So yeah, I'm not I'm not sure if my my explanation is gonna work here. But you know, I might double down on it and just yeah. plow forward. Well, we've been friends for so long. I would never call you out on something I believe is a spurious and faulty reading of a song. You do that literally every single episode. It's <laughs> yeah, just like in my head as I'm saying, I'm like, 10cc, 10cc. All right, <laughs> fair enough. <laughs> but I'm big enough right now to let you find the, your faulty reading. Yeah, you're you're a big man, Bill. You're, you're a big <laughs> right. man for letting me be wrong. I appreciate that. Yeah. Okay. Verse two. And there's only two verses, mm-hmm. right? I've never seen you looking so gorgeous as you did tonight. I've never seen you shine so bright. You were amazing. I love that. I love what he just yeah. has a side. I, I picture him singing it and then holding his glass saying, you were amazing. <laughs> yeah, just looking over. You. You were amazing. I've never seen so many people want to be there by your side. Oh, and here it is. And then you turned to me and smiled. It took my breath away. Ah. <sighs> Never seen you looking so gorgeous as you did tonight. I've never seen you shine so bright. You were amazing. Never seen so many people want to be there by your side. And when you turn to me and smile, it took my breath away. And I've never had such a feeling, such a feeling of complete and utter love as I do tonight. You know, I wondered if he could find a better word there. I've never had a feeling of such complete and utter. I feel like he needed something else. And he's like, other uh, than love. utter? Yeah. No, no. Utter. Oh. Utter. I thought he always said utterness. I'm like, oh, that's very clever. Yeah. What is the utter love? I'm like, ah, oh, well, I don't know. I mean, I guess love. What does that even mean? I, think- I was wondered why he was talking about a cow in that sense. <laughs> Am I pronouncing 
utter wrong? Yeah. Utter. Utter. I have never had such a feeling, such a feeling of complete and utter love as I do tonight. So we have some callbacks to other songs from 86, Top Gun, Take My Breath Away. Yes, that's right? right, yeah. I'll tell you this, I mean, I bet Top Gun is so glad that they didn't put the lady in red in another movie, because this would be tough competition. Yeah. I always thought this was in The Woman in Red, not, you know, I just called to say I love you, but this would make more sense. Yeah. Turns out The Woman in Red came out before The Lady in Red. Well, so they could really couldn't be, unless... You know, Christaberg is a time traveler. Also, I got in big trouble at school for using the term lady instead of girls. Even though he uses the term lady, I think he means it's a term of endearment. I think so, too. I can't think of a song that's more of a term of endearment than this song. No, exactly. It's so romantic. Yeah. It, 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 this is a very romantic song. Yeah. Is this the most romantic song? Like, I get it, and I understand why people criticize this song it's syrupy it's saccharine but that's exactly what it needs to be yeah it's all it's all emotion there's nothing but emotion in this so it's allowed to be those things and i think that's why some people love it as much as they do but i also get why some people think of it as just like the schmaltzy tune but it's okay to be schmaltzy when you're in love, it's totally schmaltzy. Yeah. And it should be. And this is where people can criticize. Tell me what love is, Bill. You want me to show you? Second chorus. Here's what I find interesting. I mean, it goes back to the same thing. Yes. But he, he kind of brings it up a notch when he says, I'll never forget the way you look tonight. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then we go to outro, right? I mean, that second chorus is still powerful. Like, he's doing different things in there. Yeah. And in that outro, when he sings Lady in Red, his breath is being taken away. I was going to say the exact same thing when he says... And I'll never forget the way you look tonight. Because it's just like, you can feel the emo- like, you can feel him, like, breaking down and crying at that moment because he's so in love. Yeah. And he's losing his breath as it goes on and on. Yeah. But he finds just enough strength yeah. to say, I love you. <laughs> what a moment. And even if this is played on the radio, you know, like, in the radio... They'll speak over things. Yeah. But I swear every time I've oh. heard on the radio, they don't touch this. Oh, no, 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 no. That, that's sacrilegious. If you talk over the end of Lady in Red. Yeah. They'll put you on that Spanish train if you yeah. know what I mean. <laughs> <laughs> you want to pay the ferryman now.
So that I love you at the end yeah. is captured and parodied so well in the movie MacGruber. And the movie MacGruber is funny, it's dumb, it doesn't try to be anything that it's not, but there's the character in it played by Kristen Wiig, whose name is Vicky St. Elmo. <laughs> like she's a she's a singer-songwriter, which is the the greatest like 80s singer-songwriter name ever. Yeah. <laughs> and when we're introduced to her, she's recording this song in her living room and it's just her on the keyboards. The song's about falling in love and starting a family. And then she ends it with, I love you. At the end, it's just like, that is so perfect. It's exactly how this song ends. Yeah. There isn't a greater ending no. to one of the greatest love songs ever no, exactly. than to say, this is I love you. Untouchable. Untouchable. For those who hate the song, go see a therapist. Yeah. Find out why you're angry. Exactly. Life is so much nicer than you think that it is. Yeah. The universe wants you to be happy. The universe wants you to love someone. And the universe is saying, I love you. (laughs) (laughs) Did you make it through the music video? Yeah. Not a whole lot going on with it. No. But there doesn't need to be anything. The song is the real star. Yeah. I think it's really a song made for radio and for weddings and not for videos. Yeah. It's Krista Berg is singing in it. There's basically pantomiming of what the lyrics are with this woman in red. Yeah. I'm glad they made a video and I'm glad that is literal to the actual song, but it's not breaking any real new ground. No, he's very much an artist from the 70s, now singing in the 80s, but it's worked out well. He's still singing. Yeah, exactly. But I think that because the song is so strong, it really wouldn't matter what video you put to it. It pales in comparison to the actual song. For sure. Also, just a side note, he just released an album on Robin Hood. I don't know if you follow this. Like, he wrote an album about the Ballad of Robin Hood or something. Oh, really? It's pretty good. Okay. Yeah, he's still making decent stuff, and he still has a pretty good voice. Was that the, well, yeah, The Legend of Robin Hood, released in 2021? So he's still doing it. I mean, what is this? That's his 22nd album? 22nd album, yeah. Unreal. Like, it looks like he releases an album every year and a half, basically. Yeah. Coming into category time. I'm going to ask you a question. It's not quite a category, but it fits the song. It's a question. It's a question. Gotcha. When you're at a public event, like say a wedding or retirement party. Yeah. Do you notice when someone's wearing like a red dress? Yeah. Well, red really stands out. I always feel there's like only one or two people who go for it. And so you're going to be at a wedding, there'd be one person wearing a red dress. Yeah. Or you're at some other event. Like the idea of wearing red, especially like one of those bright reds that that yeah. capture your eyes yes like in the song yeah i feel like it's a full pas actually i think i always thought you weren't supposed to wear red to a party because then you're that person really yeah i don't know i i guess it's because of the movie the woman in red and the lady in red i just assumed people didn't wear red someone should tell my sister red is her favorite color and okay. she wears that to all sorts of events like constantly to oh, events really? and everything yes you should make sure you ask for krista berg oh yeah once again, my, my sister has an influence on me when it comes to my, my musical taste. I remember she was at some sort of camp thing. Mm-hmm. And this is when she was young and we went and picked her up and everything. She was talking about the last night and 
they were doing some sort of thing around the campfire and she ended up singing lady in red and everyone loved it and, and, and all that. And just like, Oh, lady in red, this would have been like 88 or something like yeah. that. So I'm thinking like, Oh, lady in red. So that was kind of my introduction to the song. And even in 88, when I would have been 11 years old, just like, this is the most romantic song I've ever heard in my entire life. And if I like this song, I'm romantic and girls will like me. Well, I mean, this is a go-to first date song that you play when you pick up your... Well, when I, it, it is pretty awkward when I, I pick up a date and I'm playing this song and then I demand that they go back in and wear something red. There have been so many dates that have ended at the front door, like before <laughs> they even started. I was texting my siblings to ask them if they played these songs at their weddings, because I'm pretty sure it was played at my wedding, because I asked for it. Yeah. Specifically. <laughs> this, 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 is, this is for the, the grandmother of the yeah, group. It really was. Aren't you the group? Just like, yeah, but play the song. Yeah, yeah. That's right. So um, they did play it, but my brother, I don't think they had a dance at his wedding. And then my sister said it played at some point, but I had it in my memory that it was played at a certain time. But then my sister said it was played at Opa's retirement. Now, my grandfather, he worked for like the border. He was an immigration officer. And so they had this like big retirement benefit for him. Yeah. But at the retirement benefit, they had someone who is like a, uh, like a hostess. Okay. Who is paid to just be there, and she wore this red dress. Oh, okay. And so she just was something out of place, where it's like, who's the pretty girl in the red dress talking to everybody? And she'd yeah. come up. So I might be, I think I'm 11, 10, or 9, somewhere around here, there. Well, it would uh, be 11, because this oh, yeah, came that's out right. in 88. Yeah, so I'm 11 years old, and she looks at me at this party. She said, I want to dance with you. And you know what I did? I ran away. I, w- I just avoided <laughs> her all night. And she kept saying, I want to dance with you. I, cu- I couldn't do it. I was yeah. terrified. Yeah. I mean, being terrified of girls was kind of a common thing for me for far too long in my life. It's a common thing with me as well. Yeah. Like, still. Yeah. I remember just my sister showing pictures from that retirement. And then there's the woman in red. I'm yeah. like, oh, that, the lady in red. There she yeah. is right there. So now it all makes sense. Yeah. That was her. This category, I thought about retiring. We talked about it, but now I feel it's impossible. We can't retire the category. Would Michael Bolton sing this song? Of course he would sing this song. Absolutely he would. So tell me what you think about Michael Bolton's imaginary version of this song. It's going to be way more powerful. Somehow it's going to be even more syrupy. Yep. The I love you at the end is going to be more of a shout than than a whisper. I'm glad you said it. I have the same sort of thing here. I have the guys from Was Not Was doing the background <laughs> because they did background for Bonnie Raitt's Something to Talk About. Oh, that's right. Yeah, and yeah. they also did background when I saw Lyle Lovett at Massey Hall. That's right. Yeah, I remember oh, you they're incredible. About that. Yeah. Was Not Was will come up. I think it's Was Not Was. Yeah, I think so. Okay, we'll figure that out when we get to that episode. But they're going to do backing vocals. But when he says, 
I love you at the end, instead of whispering, he's going to just go full Bolton and the song will explode. I don't know what that means for the universe or any of us, but it'll just screech on your radio and you'll blow out your speakers. As we discussed earlier, though, this song exists in its own separate universe. So maybe that universe gets destroyed, but ours is okay. I got a question for you. Okay. <laughs> this is the dumbest question ever. When would you play this at a wedding? This is like second dance. For sure. So this could be dance with the mother of the groom. Yeah. It could be a dance with the bridal party. It could be a dance with the grandparents. I don't see this as the main dance. No. Unless the bride is wearing red. Yeah. Which is means you've married a vampire? I think so. I reached out to a good friend of the podcast, Mike Balsam, who I'm hoping to get on our show at some point because okay. he was a wedding DJ in the oh, Niagara region. Right. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, I remember so you talking about him. He sent me a message earlier today about his excellent playlist where he could go from old time rock and roll to twist and shout or something like that. Yeah. And he could put that on and go for a beer and everyone would be dancing to this like stream of music. Yeah. He said he would put the lady in red on early in the dance just to get it over with. And often somebody would come up at the end and ask for it again. So he would play Lady in Red twice. Oh, wow. So this is how big Lady in Red was. So it is played at every wedding. And if you're in a wedding... And it hasn't been played yet, you have to go to the DJ. It's bad luck. It's law, basically. Yeah. So if you're about to get married, make sure Lady Red's on the uh, docket. And if you're at a wedding, you have to request the Lady Red for the grandmother of the groom. Yes. If you're the grandmother of the groom, it makes it super easy to request. Yeah. All right, I got a new category for All you. All right. When Katarina Vitt <laughs> does her skating routine to this. Is Brian Boytano yeah, no. involved? No, he, well, oh, yeah. Okay, let's change it. When Katarina Vitt and Brian Boytano do their dance routine to this, actually, it's pairs because he's going to give her a throw. Yeah. When does he throw her up in the air for the triple sow cow? At what point in the song? This is, we're going to get so many comments from our figure skating public because you don't throw into a triple sow cow. Triple sow cow is. It depends on the edge that you take off uh-huh. on and land on. Wow. So the throw, you can't sow cow, you can't throw into a sow cow. Okay. Uh, triple axle? Can I throw no. into it? All the jumps are actually, it depends on the edge that you take off from. A throw is just a throw. Okay. So in pairs, figure skating. Yeah. They definitely throw them. Yeah. Okay. So when he picks up Katarina Vit yeah. and chucks her and across hucks her the, in the ice, air. Yeah. hucks her in the air, and she does a triple. To what part of this song, Mr. Figure Skating Champion, <laughs> do I throw this to? You want to do Hands to Heaven by Breathe now? This is the second time you brought that up in well, like two Because it was weeks. in the Katarina Vitt Brian Boitano episode. But I'm trying to pretend it was Lady in Red, which would work fine. Yeah. Okay, so he's throwing Katarina Vitt. Brian Boitano picks her up and throws her. It's, there's nobody here. It's just you and me. Throw. It's where I want to be. Land. Okay, I hear tonight. Oh, she's I see spinning it. in the air. Oh, okay. Yeah. He just throws her, and it's aight, but she just disappears into the crowd, and yeah. hopefully it's not a horror show when she lands.
possibly a new category. Okay. At what season of the year would you picture this song? And at what time of day? Oh, ooh, ooh. Um, I'm going to say fall. I think okay. red is a fall color. Or you wear red in the fall, and it's an evening. It's a fireside dance. It's a fireside song. Well, that's good. Yeah. I have it as summer night. Okay. Patio lanterns maybe even on dancing. Like in that movie Fandango. Have you ever seen Fandango with Kevin Costner? Yeah. yeah you should. Yeah. yeah I've, <laughs> Bill, it was a movie with Kevin Costner. Of course, Sorry. I've seen it. Does it end with him dancing with someone and they're like alone dancing? And it's like this big dance routine. I can't recall. It's been so long since right. I've seen it. It's his first movie. Yeah, I know. Okay. Just checking. Come on, Bill. I know. All right. Well, anyways, I picture that sort of thing. Because those patio lanterns, they'll be like the stars in the sky. Sky, yeah. Yeah. Future episode. Got it. A Hallmark movie. Should I even ask? Yeah, without a question, this is a Hallmark movie. And it's called The Lady in Red. Yeah. And it's just this song playing for two hours with two people dancing. Yeah. And flashbacks. Yeah. 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 And, and oh, there's lots of things you could do with the plot. Perhaps he has healing hands. They could even include this, that he's a faith healer of some sort. He sees her at a revival. He yeah. sees the lady in red. Yeah. Now we head to the mixtape. Yeah. How's your mixtape looking? I'm excited to see what you're putting on your mixtape. My mixtape is looking very colorful. Oh, yes. So I went with songs about colors. Okay. So Blue Velvet by Bobby Vinton, Purple Rain by Prince, Blue Bayou by Roy Orbison, Crimson and Clover, Tommy James and the Shondells. And then I will finish it off with True Colors by Cyndi Lauper. Closing, closing with Color of Love, Billy Ocean. Oh, that's a good one. It's such a good song. That's a great mixtape. I thought so. Apparently, this is going to be tough for me. Okay. Okay. So I went with songs with the same feel, texture, or atmosphere, or just something that has huge atmosphere. First one, Angel Eyes, Jeff Healy. Oh, okay. Then I have Into the Night, Benny Mardonis. Nice. Yeah. And then I have... Maybe future episode. Maybe future episode. And then I have No Ordinary Love, Sade. Oh. And then I have You're the Inspiration by Chicago, <laughs> even though I don't think it fits, but I couldn't help because then I th started thinking about what would be a great wedding song. Yeah. And uh, so I'm throwing something that just changes the texture there. Actually, that ruins my whole mixtape. But it fits still. Okay. To me. Okay, good. The category of what does Ashley think of this song <laughs> i like that that's a category yeah yeah so she actually listened yesterday okay i started she's like oh i kind of like this and i said oh it's lady in red by krista berger she's like, why did you tell me you ruined like i already know that as soon as i said it's the lady in red by krista berger because originally she was just in on listening to it yeah and it immediately triggered memories of being at like grocery stores waiting for her mom to come out. Because <laughs> that's exactly where you're going to hear this is grocery stores. Yeah, grocery stores. And it would be just playing on whatever radio station's on. So yep. around like, so she'd be, she's born 82. So she'd be six or seven. So it's like when it 88. Came out, yeah. yeah. So, so this is 88, 89. She's hearing it played everywhere. And it was played 
everywhere. Everywhere. If you adult contemporary stations, Joy 96 always played this. Yeah. And so it brought back those memories. She said it brought back memories of wedding dances, and that wasn't as strong as memories of sitting at the grocery store. Oh, okay. I got to say, I feel the opposite. Yeah, I think my wedding memories are stronger than my grocery store memories. Yeah. Is this a sexy song? I don't know. It's not a sexy song. But it's a romantic song. It's a song you just want to hold your best girl to. Yeah, it is a romantic song. Yeah. So uh, this is, of course, this category was brought up by Liz when she made us super uncomfortable when she asked us this question in the Lionel (laughs) Richie episode. I texted her last night to show her the picture of my notes on Lady in Red. Yeah. And she said, oh, this was the cool down song they put on when I was in grade seven and eight during like aerobics routines. (laughs) And she said... And it was at her school, and she's like, I'm not sure it was appropriate, yeah. <laughs> question mark. <laughs> so, do you think they should play this as a cool-down song at grade 7 and 8 phys ed classes? No, not at all. The song belongs at weddings and supermarkets. That's right. I hope we've done justice to Lady in Red, which is a song that, if you were there, you know what we're talking about. And I know my Oma, Annie Page, loved this song. And for those who are listening, and you still have your grandparents with you, or your parents, or anybody, make sure you tell them that you love them. Dear listener, as we end, we also want to say to you that we love you too. But you know how we're going to say it? This has been Bill and Frank's Guilt-Free Pleasures. I love you.